fundraising school, we teach that fundraisers should fundraise with confidence. Fundraisers also need to lead with confidence. And here to discuss that with us today is Dr. Amir Pasek. He's the Dean of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, which of course includes the fundraising school. And Dean Pasek, thanks for being with us on this podcast. You have some good advice for fundraisers. They rarely are at the top of the org chart, and yet you believe they should see themselves as leaders. What advice do you have for fundraisers? I think they should embrace that role of, of, of seeing themselves as leaders because they they are essential to, to organizational success. They have to understand that they can make things happen and that they connect um, the official leaders with wonderful assets, uh, the relationships that support the organization, and they often have to make things happen. And the most successful fundraisers are the ones who embrace leadership as a core part of their identity as their skill set. And of course, they often have a staff that reports to them. That might be a little more clear cut as they lead that team. But what about leading donors? What about that donor relationship? How can a fundraiser see themselves as serving the donor, but as a leader? I think they have to see themselves as the key the key, the key connector, the, the, the key missing piece uh, of connecting the donor to, to the organization. And they're the ones who develop the relationships. They own the relationships in many ways. They connect it to the long-term health of the organization. And uh, they just have to see themselves as being that, that catalyst to make things happen. Yet they're connecting uh, an opportunity to the donor's desire, so they're leading the donors to find out what's happening at the nonprofit. What about in terms of leading up? Again, the fundraiser rarely is at the top of the organizational chart. She or he is leading up to a CEO. Uh, How can a fundraiser do that in an effective way, knowing that uh, the fundraiser does not ultimately have the authority all the time to make that final decision? Well, the analogy I think about is when we think about leadership, we often have these images of of, of generals issuing commands. And and I think we know that the leadership that really works is the kind that um, listens and understands the context and helps um, uh, coordinate things and make things fall into place. So when you're leading up, you need to understand you know, who, who the leadership of the organization is, who your boss is, understand their needs, coach them to understand what uh, the donor uh, situation looks like in your organization and help them appreciate what the options are, the strategic decisions that they have. And again, you are kind of revealing to them um, the, the path forward that'll be successful. You're the dean of a college. You have nine or 10 directors who report to you. Right. Uh, perhaps we can see that as fundraisers are leading up to their CEO. You know, how do you count on your direct reports? I mean, you have the big picture overall. They each have their particular areas of expertise and interest. How do you count on them to report to you? And what can fundraisers learn from your leadership style? Well, I count on them to be really um, uh, owners of their own domains in many ways. They get to decide what are the the key priorities, and then what we try to do together is remove obstacles in their way so that they can completely flourish. So um, I, I, I encourage the reports to um, be wonderfully um, completely cognizant or fully uh, aware of everything that's going on in their area and to able to articulate that not only to me but also their colleagues on the leadership team so that they can benefit from all those minds uh, working together um, and, and getting things done for the for the school as a whole. So it, uh, unsurprisingly being an academic I think knowledge is very important yes. so so I, I you know I, I like them to be able to synthesize knowledge to be able to convey it and then together we can draw certain conclusions that might be helpful uh, for their particular area of responsibility and for the organization as a whole. 
the fundraising school now has a course, Effective Leadership, Successful Fundraising. And one of the key attributes that we teach in that course is while fundraisers might not have that decision-making authority, they do have expert authority. And that's the kind of authority that Dean Pasek was talking about there, that you know what's happening with fundraising. You know what's happening with donors even better than the person that you report to. And that person is counting on you to be that conduit. Just as you're leading the donor to an opportunity with your nonprofit, you're also leading up to your CEO with information that you have about the fundraising landscape so that the organization can maximize all of its opportunities. And, you know, Dean Pasek, we talk about leading up to the CEO. What about the board of directors? How important is it for the board to include the top development officer either in the board meetings in a formal way or at least to have that open line of communication? And what's the best advice for a fundraiser as they work with an organization's board? Well, I think that that triangle between the CEO, the, the head of development, and the board is, is one that either assures that good magic will happen or that things will go badly wrong with an organization. And there's, I think, a lot of structural work uh, that many organizations need to do there. But I think uh, it's, it's, it's a partnership. It's really a three-way partnership. The board hires and fires the CEO. They need to mesh and understand um, what's, what's happening there. And then it's really up to the CEO and the chair of the board to welcome uh, the development expert, the development head, to be part of their um, to be part of their partnership in many ways because they want uh, somebody who uh, wakes up and goes to sleep worried about what's happening with our donor relationships and to bring that to the table when they're discussing the board's role in development, which we um, know is vital for uh, the success of most nonprofit organizations. We also know that leaders need to not just be focused on their organization, but be looking outside the organization into the future what should fundraisers be paying attention to? You fundraise for our college. What, what are things happening in the external environment that as leaders, fundraisers need to be aware of? Well, I think primarily you need to know who your current uh, donor, um, you know, your, your, your current donors, what are they doing? Because likely in the next three to five years and beyond, the current donors you have are going to be, you know, your important donors going forward. But you also need to, I think, pay attention to trends broader trends in terms of what are people talking about philanthropy, what are some of the innovations in terms of impact investing, social enterprises, donor advised funds, uh, LLCs that some of the major uh, new arrivals and the highly wealthy, um, highly wealthy individuals are, are, are developing. Those, those things are not only important in terms of the way the environment, the competitive environment is going to change for your organization, but it's also part of the conversation that affects how your own donors are going to be looking at their own philanthropy. So I think staying abreast of trends uh, and your donors, um, both of those things are very important. So the fundraiser needs that for her own success as she's fundraising and leading the team. That's also information that the fundraiser can report up to the CEO and also be a conduit to the board of directors. Dean Pasek, let, let me summarize it this way. Uh, fundraisers need to be others focused uh, and a leader needs to be others focused. You know, the fundraiser is certainly has his or her own goals that they need to meet in fundraising. But at the end of the day, it's the benefit of the nonprofit when those dollars come in. It seems to me that that translates well. What, what do you see? You've spoken so eloquently about how those same fundraising skills translate to leadership uh, by focusing on the well-being of the organization. Help our fundraising audience understand that perspective. Well, I think it starts with the principle that it's really not about you. Yeah. You've chosen a mission-driven uh, career, and uh, you're focused on the mission, and bringing people together around that mission is, is, is so important in showing your own commitment to it and leading by example, 
um, kind of informing people and showing them the opportunities for, for their service. Uh, when you think about <coughs> the great leaders in history, they have motivated a lot of kind of volunteer um, uh, enthusiasm to follow them. Uh, you, you, you think about people like, like Gandhi or, mm -hmm. or, or Martin Luther King Jr. or, or some of our other uh, great, great leaders in history. They have inspired people uh, because they have uh, shown a clear path and um, and and being been a facilitator, somebody who's who's helped make things happen. So, uh, if you're not really as a leader, if you're not making that happen, if you're not getting people to kind of s kind of move out of their particular groove to respond to existing challenges, then then I always wonder. Well, you know, if 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 a leader is not fundraising in some broad definition of fundraising, what it is what is it that they're actually adding in terms of value to the organization? So I have this clear bias where I see <clears throat> in one way the one of the tests of leadership can be when you think about fundraising as getting people to kind of engage their voluntary work and their voluntary spirit in, in a common cause. If that's not what you're doing, then 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 you should wonder what it is that you're providing as in, in terms of value to the organization. So I'm, I'm very biased in terms of almost thinking that there is this very strong overlap in terms of very good leadership and very good fundraising. What value are you adding as a leader? And certainly in philanthropy, it could be encouraging the volunteer time of others, their charitable contributions, also adding their voice. And as fundraisers, we need to be focusing how we're having that impact. We can fundraise with confidence, and we can lead with confidence. We explore these topics at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy in our academic courses, which Dean Pasig leads for us. Uh, you can earn the bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, or if you're interested in executive education, there's the fundraising school with public courses all over the United States, custom training that can come to you, as well as our webinars and these podcasts. More information is available at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. You are now fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.